Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you all for coming tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Manoj, for helping us to translate today. Coming a long way. I think Brother Manoj's place is the furthest away from from here, I think. <laughs> it's really far. But um, I'm glad you could all make it. It's like coming to the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. You're already practicing it. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's good to see you all this morning. I mean this evening. And we're building strong local churches with people filled with the Word and the Spirit touching the world. Amen. And part of that is the reason why we're here today. Well, we've been studying on wisdom and understanding and the fear of the Lord and how the benefits that God has talked about are so amazing. So we decided to pursue it and retain it and hold on to it because nothing that we can desire can be compared to wisdom. Amen. And with wisdom comes length of days, riches and honor. Hallelujah. Jesus said, you know, in John 5, I believe, he said that we should seek after the honor that comes from God alone. Hallelujah. So we're going to be, you know, obeying him. He's, he's still speaking, you know. He's the one who inspired that wisdom, praise God. And he's wisdom per- personified. He was the wisdom of God. And so nothing you can desire can be compared to this wisdom. Everything else will just have to take its place. Amen? So we're still studying these things, pondering about them, because sometimes, you know, you see people have the money, people live long, but they don't have the honor of God. Sometimes they have the honor, you know, they live long, but they don't have the wealth. Amen? So we want all three, and that's why we're studying, that's why we're pursuing these things. We want all three. Hallelujah. Then in the New Covenant, you see how wisdom is, you know, defined as some kind of characters, you know, that some characters motivate your choices. So in James, the third chapter, it says, the wisdom that is from above is first of all pure. So your motives must be pure. Amen. All your motivations must be pure. Hallelujah. First of all, pure, then peaceable, gentle. Amen. So it's all about, you know, pursuing the peace of God, letting that peace rule in all your decision making. Amen. And then it's easy to live with, compliant, one version says. You can live with the person, easily adjustable. Hallelujah. And full of mercy and good fruits. Full of mercy, full of mercy. Compassion is just totally, you know, full. There is no space for anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. Without partiality, without hypocrisy. So it should be real. What you see is what you get. Hallelujah. So this is where we are moving. That is our ambition. That is our desire. To walk in these things and let it rule our lives. And then he says the results will be length of days, riches and honor. Hallelujah. Amen. We're planning to sow this into lives, into the earth realm, and see the fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. So maybe I'll just uh, hear uh, James 3 from uh, 17 on in Canada. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. So we want to go in this direction because the dividends are very great. Amen. The profit out of it is wonderful. You will live long, you will have honor, you will have wealth. Amen. Whatever the world is looking for, you will get it. Amen. And with the honor that comes from God. So I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. So let's jump off to the book of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 23 and uh, let's see if we can understand this. And I'm going to read from King James first of all. Notice here he says, the heart of the wise, the heart of the wise is the one that is going to teach his mouth. Amen. And adds learning to his lips. Notice that. So let's hear it in Canada also. Hallelujah. So notice this is the wise man. And I believe all of us are wise men. Hallelujah. Whether you're female, you're also, you know, sons. Amen. The Bible says so. We're talking about the spirit man, the man on the inside. And that person, the heart of the person should control the lips. Amen. So you don't just say things from the top of your head. Amen. You allow your heart to teach your lips. So the instruction comes from the heart, you know, and the heart uh, involves all the thoughts and, you know, the spirit man and his deep thoughts, praise God. So before you speak, it would be nice to educate your lips, you know, and then what your lips say will eventually affect the whole of you, amen? So some people have not learned that, some people are learning it, we are all in the same process of learning, amen? And that is how wisdom should be finally uh, produced in our life, by the teaching of the heart, you know, and our lips speaking it out. Amen? And therefore, we will see results. And that's that's what it's all about. So you, I can say that immediately you'll be a little bit quick to hear and slow to speak. Because, you know, there's a lot of tuition going on, a lot of instruction going on. You are sifting through the thoughts, you are dealing with internal issues, you know, balancing everything before releasing it out. Amen? So naturally, the person who thinks like this, who wants to go in this direction, he may not be very quick to speak. He may be pondering out before he releases something because it's very powerful. He wants to live, he wants to see riches, he wants to see the honor of God. Amen? So, God will help us all to receive instruction like this. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Jesus made some statements in the Bible that uh, we came upon last week, and I want to continue building on that. He spoke about how that, you know, we have to deal with something called unbelief and also hardness of heart. That they go together, they are twins. Amen. We, we looked at it a bit, you know, last week and we came to some conclusions and we're going to continue on and sort of seal it off today maybe. That is my desire. Anyway, Jesus had appeared to two, first of all, you know, and as he had promised, he said, you know, he would rise again. And, uh, you know, he went to Mary, the one out of whom, you know, uh, seven devils were cast out. She went and told them. They didn't believe, then two, then they still didn't believe, then he appeared to the eleven, 
you know, as they sat there and he presented himself alive. The Bible says that in Mark 16 and verse 14. And then he said, the Bible says he upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Amen. Notice that he called the two there, unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they believed not on them which had seen him. Praise God. You know, I haven't seen Jesus uh, that kind of way. Although I've seen him in different ways. But these people had actually seen him, you know, uh, with infallible proofs, the Bible says. He showed himself with infallible proofs for 40 days to prove that he was the same person. And they saw and they tasted, you know, ate with him even, and went in and out with him, you know, and lived with him for 40 days and received infallible proofs that he was the one. Amen. And today we are believing based on their report. Hallelujah. How many of you are believing because of their report? Amen. We are the sheep that have believed in their report and based on their report we are believing today. Amen. And so we have to make sure that unbelief and hardness of heart do not come in. Amen. And affect us. Why are we saying this? Because these are you know, it's mentioned the hardness of heart. It's a heart thing. And therefore, it's going to affect our words also. Amen? Hallelujah. So, uh, we have to deal with it. You remember also in Matthew 17, he said there, uh, in verse 14 or so, they came down from the mountain. Jesus had been transfigured in front of them. You know, the glory of God came. The voice of the Father was there. A cloud came, overshadowed, and uh, the father said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, hear him. All those wonderful things, you know. And those three disciples were there with him. Elijah, Moses appeared. It was awesome. It was heaven on earth like never before. Amen. And Peter could not forget the experience. He continues to talk about it in the book of Peter, if you remember. But after all that, they came down the mountain... And in verse 14, they meet a, a man with a son who had uh, some seizures, if you remember. The certain man came kneeling down to him and saying, you know, he had tried to contact his disciples to see if this thing could be settled, but uh, somehow it did not work. And so Jesus said, how long, how long, you know, you perverse generation, how long will I tolerate you. How long will will we go on like this? Bring that child here. You know, that kind of stuff. You remember all those things, don't you? Amen. And then later on, the Bible says the disciples were shocked. They were amazed that it did not work, you know, because they were used to seeing it work. They said, Lord, why could not we cast him out? In other words, they used to cast out these things. It was normal. But then suddenly here, they didn't see the results and they wanted to know, you know, it won't be strange if they had never done such things before. But they were doing these things before. Over from Matthew 10, they had already been doing things, you know, so like seven chapters earlier. So here they were shocked that this had not worked. And so they asked Jesus about it, and Jesus said, It was because of your unbelief. Amen. And that certain kind of fasting was required. Amen. Not necessarily to fast and be hungry and so on, but to fast the unbelief. 
Fasting the unbelief was, was what was required. Amen. Fasting the unbelief. He said, if you can just have this much faith, you would say to the tree, to the mountain, and it will just obey. You don't need tons of it, just this much. But he said it was the unbelief that was the problem. Hallelujah. In other words, if you had faith that was clear from unbelief, that was free from this other thing called unbelief, you could just say things and it will be happening, just like that. Are you getting this? That's an amazing statement. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Occupational hazard, you know, you talk so things happen. But anyway, notice, so <coughs> we want to get to this place that Jesus said for us, that if you say to this tree, you know, to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and it should obey you. Amen. Isn't that a nice place to be in? He said, if you have just this much faith, you know the mustard seed. <coughs> Bengalis, they even have mustard oil all the time. Hallelujah. <coughs> so mustard seed is not a mystery to Indian people at all. Amen. It's this big. He said, if you have this big faith, you would say, and things would just obey you. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? <coughs> so I'm excited about that. And I want us to, thank you, I just want us to be in that place. Hallelujah. So let's, let's read also Mark chapter 11. Thank you. Mark chapter 11. Don't worry about a thing, please. Mark 11. And let's go to verse 22. Mark 11, 22. Observe there. He says, Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Original is supposed to be have the faith of God. And then verse 23 he says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. See, heart business again. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Let's read the verse 23. Thank you, brother. Hallelujah. Amazing, isn't it? I'm sure that you have come in contact with this verse before. Amen. And we are still enjoying the benefit of it. Praise God. But here he says, you shall say, and not doubt in your heart, but believe that those things which you say shall come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. Amen? So the heart seems to be the, the situation there, the, the place for lot of adjustments that he's talking about. Hardness of heart and unbelief. They are both in that place. And if we can clear our heart from those kind of things, here he says not doubt in the heart, then you just say things and they will happen. Isn't that interesting? So we want to work on this because it is a wise thing to do. <laughs> you know this is wisdom, right? This is wise. I mean, let your heart do this adjustment and things will change. Because if you just say under those conditions, things are going to happen. Amen. You know, so, I mean, you will live long. You will have what you say. I mean, things will just be popping up constantly. Amen. You won't have to rely on the prophet like in the Old Testament. The prophet in the Old Testament was the only person who had that kind of access to say things and they would happen. 
at that kind of, you know, period of time, and he would say it, and it would happen, and God would hearken, because God gave him those words. In the New Testament, the prophet's work is a bit different. Hallelujah. It's so different that um, people wish that they were still under the Old Testament. Why? Because now the believer can say things, and it will happen. He can have whatever he says. So why do you need the prophet? The prophet in the New Testament is there if you need a confirmation and you are just not too sure because of the circumstances. When the problems of life are so great, God will allow you to get an extra word because your own faith and your own situation, you were not able to handle that. You needed a confirmation. It was too alarming. Amen. So we've, you know, we've required a thing or two now and then, you know, an extra thing. Hallelujah. Uh, and so, for instance, when I was leaving Nigeria, I needed some extra because leaving Nigeria was very strange to me. I wanted to stay there permanently. I felt that I was born there and that's, you know, Africa was my home. So for God to clarify this, I asked him for a free ticket. You know, otherwise I don't do things like that. And I was given a free ticket, have to ask anybody. It came to me within about three weeks. Amen. So, um, alarming things like that, strange things like that do happen. You know, God can do certain things and show you certain things and use somebody to tell you and confirm, you know, because it is, it is a big deal. It's a big decision. Amen. But in the New Testament, strictly speaking, <laughs> you are your own prophet. You are your own prophet. You are your own prophet. Amen. You are supposed to say things and they happen. Hallelujah. Just amazing, isn't it? So for, for us now in the New Testament that are born again with the Holy Spirit living inside of us, all we have to do is clear things in the heart section. Make it clear. And then you will say and it will happen. Amen. But you see, what happens in the New Testament is... Because of that freedom that the believer now has, carrying Holy Spirit, hearing from heaven, speaking things, anointing is on his life, all these things, sometimes there's so much freedom that people say, I don't need anybody to be over me then. I can just do whatever I want. Amen. And so <clears throat> uh, people get threatened by that. You know, so they don't tell you everything. They don't tell you how free you are. Amen. They say, you need me. You need me. You have to be here. You have to be under me. But actually, that's not the deal. The deal is, God has put apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher to build up the saints for the work of the ministry. Amen. And in the New Testament church, the only office really that takes care of the sheep is the pastor. Not the prophet and so on and so forth. Honestly. And you cannot be forced by a pastor to be under them. You have to perceive it. You have to be led. You have to see and say, yes, this is the place I should be. Amen. What we should do is teach people to hear and just be able to follow God's direction and be under somebody's oversight. Because that's the way God does it. Are you getting this? But I cannot force anybody to be my sheep. Hey, come here, blah, blah, no. You have to decide. 
We can only teach you to be able to hear and decide for yourself. Eventually we will stand before the great shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm doing my part. You have to do your part. Amen. We will pray for each other. We will pray also that each one of us accurately chooses. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But honestly, you know, if you follow that scripture, imagine the possibilities. Imagine if you can just say something and it will happen. Wow, that's the end. You became like God himself. That's right. That's why he said, have the faith of God. Exactly like God. You will say and it will happen. Are you seeing this? So it is only wisdom to be able to clarify and say the right thing and get what you're supposed to get. Amen. You want to live long? Say it. You will live long. (laughs) You want to have honor? Say it. You will have the honor. Praise God. And so on and so forth. So that's why we're talking about this. So he said, if you will not doubt in your heart, but believe that what you say shall come to pass, you will have what you say. Amen. Hallelujah. And then the 24th verse is about prayer, and the 25th is about you should, you know, forgive. You should walk in love. Amen? Alright, so I want you to see here that we also talked in uh, Luke 17, you remember verse, you know, Peter and the conversation about how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And he said, <laughs> not bad Peter, not bad, but I'm telling you, 70 times 7. Amen. Hallelujah. Seven times in a day, seven times in a day, and then when you compare and combine it with Matthew 18, it's 490 times in a day. Amen. Seven times, 490, and then in one day. Praise God. That's a whole lot of forgiving. But then the brother must say, forgive me. The brother must actually come and say, I messed up. Forgive me. And then he messes up again. Forgive him again. If he messes up again and he says, yes, I messed up. Forgive him. If he doesn't say, I messed up, well, that's a different story. Are you out there? Hallelujah. But we're just saying, if the person is ready to say, forgive me, I messed up. You should forgive him and forgive him and forgive him and forgive him and forgive him. 490 times a day. Amen. But if the person says, I didn't do anything. I don't need you to forgive me. What did I do wrong? Then it's a different story. That's not our department. Hallelujah. That is between them and God. But our department is this. I must be always ready to forgive 490 times a day. At least. Amen. Why? For my heart's sake. For belief and hardness not to come. Because I want to say things and it must happen. Are you getting this? I want to receive what God has for me. What God has for you. We want to receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so, um, in that conversation in Luke 17, the disciples were amazed and they said, Lord, increase our faith. You know, what? How many times should I... I don't have faith like that to forgive and forgive and forgive. So we saw the connection between faith... And forgiveness. It takes faith to forgive people. <laughs> it takes faith to forgive. I can't forgive him. What? That means you don't have that kind of faith. Amen. There are some things that have come in, even though if you had this much faith, he said, you would just say and things would happen. 
So that clear faith has to be there. Maybe unbelief has come. Hardness has come inside there and packed into it. So you cannot function it properly. You cannot release it properly. So our business today is to deal with the hardness and the unbelief. Amen. If we can do that, it doesn't matter. We know we have more faith than this. I know we have a lot of faith. I'm telling you. I personally believe that we have some amazing levels of faith that Jesus is proud to say, you have the faith of the Son of God. It's a different level of faith there. The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's some amazing faith right there. Amen. But it, it has to be clear so that it can be released properly. Hallelujah. So let's, let's see, you know, some things about that so that we, we can operate properly. Amen. New Testament type. Enjoy it fully. Hallelujah. Amen. So notice there, I think we read Mark 16, 14, you know, where he upbraided them for their hardness of heart and unbelief. Remember that? Have we heard that in Canada? Yes. Now let's read also Matthew 19, where um, he tells them, I think it's around the fifth chapter, fifth, fifth verse, where uh, they said, then why did Moses give a bill of divorcement that a man can put away his wife? You know, if it was not supposed to be like that from the beginning, then why did Moses give us a license that you can, you can actually write a bill of divorcement and put away your wife? Amen. Then Jesus put it like this. He said, it was because of the hardness of your hearts. Otherwise, it's not supposed to happen. Amen. Let, let's just hear this um, verse 8 in Canada. Thank you, brother. Amen. From the beginning, it was not so. The beginning is the time before Genesis chapter 3. All that was perfect, you know. Adam was just living, honored by God. He would say things, they would happen. He was just enjoying heaven on earth. Amen. Just enjoying. He and his wife. Praise God. Till they fell. So before the fall, if you want to know the perfect levels of life, you should go and read before Genesis 3. And just go back there again. Amen. Enjoy that. Hallelujah. That was supposed to be, this was supposed to be the way we were supposed to live. Hallelujah. Dominate, subdue, rule over everything. Just like God in heaven, we should be God on the earth. Awesome. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. But then hardness of heart started coming in and taking, you know, that place and squeezing the power of that simple faith. Hallelujah. And so we said they are twins, hardness of heart and unbelief. They go together, just like faith and love, faith and patience. They, they're twins. Amen. So let's go shoot the twins. What do you think? Hallelujah. They're bad boys. We need to shoot them down, kick them out, you know, just bury them. Forget about them. Hallelujah. So notice, in the matter of marriage, he talked about hardness of heart. That's why you say bye to the girl or divorce your wife because your heart is hard. So does that mean love? I think so. If you're not walking in love, your heart is hardened. Does that mean you're not gentle? I think so. Does that mean you cannot live easily with the person? I think so. I think if the man were walking in heavenly wisdom, there would be no, there would be no divorce. What do you think? 
Hallelujah. It'd be very hard for divorce to even come into the picture. What do you think? But hardness comes. Amen. Jesus gave his life for the church. The wife is supposed to be like the church. You just give everything. You just lay your life down. You become like a fool for your wife. If that is foolishness, well, Jesus is a fool. Why should you give your coat, and if they ask, give him the inner shirt also? Why should you walk two miles when they ask you for one mile? Why should you turn the other cheek? Why should you do these stupid things? Because Jesus said, that's what you do. And as well, you have that ability inside you, do it. Amen? You look like a fool. You look like an idiot. But that's from heaven. That's the nature of heaven. God gave everything. Laid down his life. Hallelujah. And people spit on it. And treat him like trash. But that's alright. He's still on the throne. Amen. Hallelujah. And one day he will judge the world in righteousness. It's coming. That day is coming. But till then... He's saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I have not changed, I'm, I'm still here. I'm thinking the best, I'm believing the best, I'm not holding anything against you. I am open to you, please. Amen. And so while we are here, we should also be making sure that our hearts are like that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I think that, you know, sometimes you feel like a fool when you walk in the wisdom of God. I feel like a fool. I think it's just not fair. It's not right. Why should I do this? Why me? All those thoughts will come. Hallelujah. But that's the way it's supposed to be. Amen. You want the testimony of length of days? You want riches? You want honor? Live in it. Walk in it. Enjoy it. And you will have what you say. Hallelujah. You will have what you say. Because your heart is not hardened. Amen. Now, we made those kind of points a little bit clear, and then we started off by saying there are verses of scripture here and there about all that. Amen. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter 4. Romans, it's Bible study, so, you know, study and see it for yourself, because when you see it for yourself, oh, my brother, my sister, <laughs> you become the prophet of your own life. You will say things and it will just come to pass. Hallelujah. Proverbs, I mean, Romans 4, and you remember 17, as it is written, I made you a father of many nations, talking about Abraham. Verse 18 now is where we're going to start from. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Amen. So something was spoken to him. Promises were made to him. Hallelujah. Your book, this Bible is full of promises made to you. Amen. They were made to him while there seemed no natural hope. In the natural, it looked impossible. It looked totally opposite. Hallelujah. Amen. But look at the verse 19. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, nor the deadness. Notice that. It was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
being fully persuaded that what God had promised or what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Shall we hear that in Canada, please? Yeah, from, uh, let's just see, yeah, 19 and 20. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice that. 21 says he was fully persuaded that what God promised he was able also to do. So unbelief makes one stagger at the promise of God. Amen. You look at the promise and say, ah man, this is too much for me. Amen. It's that power that makes you look at the promise of God and say, I know feet too, man, this is too much for me. It's too much for me. Hallelujah. Amen. So he came to a place where he staggered not at the promise of God. Amen. But he says it's because he considered not his own body now dead. He considered not. So in other words, if you want to deal with unbelief, you have to consider not your body and the natural circumstances. Amen. I wonder how it sounds in Canada, considered not his own body. That's 19. Amen. Yochana. Yochana. See, the heart is the Yochana department where the thoughts are going on. You have to say, no, I'm not giving that Yochana. My body is like this and I'm no Yochana there. Doctor said this and that, no Yochana there. Bank said this and that, no Yochana there. You have to keep it pure like that. Hallelujah. Your children are like this. No yochana there. Finances are like that. No yochana there. Business is like that. No yochana there. You are not going to pay attention to those things. Hallelujah. You have to learn that. You have to go back to the place where you first believed. You remember when you first believed, if somebody said, no, Jesus is not really, you would have almost fought. Remember those days? You were so excited about Jesus. Somebody else said, there's nothing like Jesus. You're, you just look at it and say, man, sorry for you. I'm really sorry for you, but I'll be praying. Okay, don't worry. Today, if they come and say, you're simply believing this, you will get nothing out of it, you may think a little bit. Maybe it's true, you know. This too much Jesus also is not good. Why? Hardness came, unbelief came over the years and packed inside. But those days, when Jesus jumped, you will just jump. Are you getting this? That first initial beginning, that confidence that you had, and you were just not bothered. My parents were so sad because I came back to India with a Bible and no degree. And they were helping me. They were saying, please learn computers. Do business management. Do this, do that, do... And I told them, I don't need anything like that. Jesus told me to serve Him. Jesus told me to work for Him in India. But today, you know, some thoughts come to me once in a while. 
yeah, it would have been good if I learned some computers. Maybe, maybe it's good, you know, computers are good. If you learn it, it's good for you. Amen. But then I banish those thoughts. That recklessness with which I came should still be reckless. Are you understanding this? No additional name according to, you know, my name. There's just Michael Verghese, that's all. No reverend, no pastor, no nothing. I am only a pastor if you think I'm a pastor. If you don't think so, I'm just nothing. I'm just Michael Verghese. And sometimes people cannot even say Verghese, they just say Michael. It's okay. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? That reckless confidence with which you went out for Jesus should stay like that. Hallelujah. You cannot consider. In those days, I lay down on the ground for almost three weeks with a strange strain of, uh, you know, disease that made me throw up and go to the bathroom at the same time. Almost three weeks. I said, no medicine. Because the doctor's medicine was not working. They gave me all the doses, it was not working. So I said, please, don't disturb me anymore. I know how to get healed. If Jesus is the healer, I'm collecting my healing. I lay down on the floor, I threw up, I went to bathroom, threw up, went to the bathroom. Three weeks, I lost 20-something kgs. But I came out healed. Hallelujah. It was crazy. What kind of fellow are you, man? What's wrong with you, man? It was just reckless confidence. Amen. As the years pass, you know, you get used to popping pills and taking something and whatever. Nothing wrong with that. But don't forget the original confidence that you've always had. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Don't forget that. You have to not consider some things and you have to focus on what Jesus said. Hallelujah. You have to not consider some things, but you have to focus on what Jesus has said. Hallelujah. Amen. That is, if you really want to receive the benefit of simple faith that speaks and receives. If you want somebody else to always speak over your life, that's up to you. But why should you receive short change on your faith? Why shouldn't you operate at the optimum faith? Jesus said, if you had this much faith, you would say, and things would happen. Don't you want that? That's what I want. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we have to not consider some things and be fully persuaded that what God said, God can do. God said it, God will do it. Fully persuaded. Fully. Amen. Fully persuaded. Amen. How do you get fully persuaded? That's where the hearing comes. You know, I've told you about the time when the Eureka Forbes salesman came to the door. You know, and he, he was trying to sell those vacuum cleaners and all back in those days. Amen. And, uh, you know, the minute you see the tie and Eureka, you just close the door. Right? Remember those days? But then one day if he tells you, but it can also brush your teeth. You say, really? Okay, tell me about it. Then he says, you know, there's a brush and you can attach it and you just press this and the paste will come and it will brush your teeth. And if you keep listening and listening, you will buy the thing. You should have closed the door and walked away. But if you keep listening, he will convince you. Hearing and hearing and hearing, that's what will persuade you. Until you are fully persuaded. So, you have to stay in an atmosphere, instead of hearing this and that and the other, hearing and hearing and hearing what God said about you, 
till you are fully persuaded, and then you don't consider anything else. Hallelujah. You load yourself with what God said, God's possibilities about you, until you say, I am fully persuaded. I am fully persuaded. All I need is to open my mouth now and begin to speak and it's going to happen. Hallelujah. Amen. Abraham did it. Abraham operated it. And I think you have that same faith. You have the faith of the, of Abraham. You have the same kind of faith of Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's not let the unbelief and the hardness come in and camp there. Praise God. Don't consider those things. Don't, but she said this. She didn't say that. She just don't consider it. I'm a love child of a love God. My nature is love. I am full of compassion. I forgive. I have mercy. 490 times I can forgive. I take no account of any wrong suffered. I don't have any secret diary of things that I have suffered. No. Amen. Why? I want to maintain that place where this much faith will produce amazing results. Amen. I want to have what I say. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you want to have what you say? You just say it and it's happening. Wow. What a testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. So you have to learn to not consider some natural things. You, you, in your thought realm, you have to abolish some natural responses. Amen. I'm still learning. Praise God. Sometimes I get irritated naturally. But I have to just say, no, no, Michael, you're not that guy anymore. That's not you. You're born again. You're a new creature. The love of God takes no account of any wrong suffer. Hallelujah. Do you know, I came to the conclusion... <laughs> That Christianity today is basically a whole bunch of emotions. People are forgetting why they are actually born again. They're just moving by what they feel. They don't know that we're supposed to be here winning the lost, building the church, stirring up people's faith. They're just moving by what I feel. I feel like this, I'm going to do that. I don't feel like that. Basically, that's all that's happening. It's a sad thing, isn't it? It's very sad. So we have to not consider some things. Those things are not so important. Just don't even consider it. Hallelujah. It's not that important. Praise the Lord. We have to go back to those original foundational faiths that we walked in. Foundational confidence in which we walked. Hallelujah. Let's go to some scriptures like that. Let's go over to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews the third chapter. And I want you to notice there. Hebrews 3, let's observe from the 7th verse, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years. Hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. He brings us into some old story. Concerning hardness of heart. He says, when you hear the Holy Ghost, when you hear God speaking, don't harden your heart. Amen. Let's hear that in Kannada, please. Amen. 
ನಿಮ್ಮ ಹೃದಯಗಳನ್ನು ಕಠಿಣ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಳ್ಳಬೇಡಿ ಹೃದಯ ಕಠಿಣ ಮಾಡಿ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ದಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇನ್ ಯೋರ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ದ ಸ್ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಯು ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಮೇಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಹಾರ್ಡ್ ಆರ್ ಸಾಫ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ಇಂಟ್ರೆಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಹಿಯರ್ ದ ವಾಯ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಸೇ ಏ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಟೂ ಮಚ್ ಓಕೆ ಹಾರ್ಡನ್ ಅಪ್ ಅ ಲಿಲ್ ಬಿಟ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ರಿಸೀವ್ ಇಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಸಾಲ್ಫ್ ಆ ಹಾರ್ಡನ್ ಆರ್ ಓಪನ್ ಹಾರ್ಡನ್ ಸಾಫ್ಟನ್ ಹಾರ್ಡನ್ ಸಾಫ್ಟನ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚೂಸ್ ಹಿ ಸೆಟ್ ಟುಡೇ ಫಗೆಟ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಯೆಸ್ ಟುಡೇ ಟುಡೇ what does that mean hardness comes every day it's a daily hardening that comes when you hear god imagine god speaking to your heart and you harden it that's a lot of authority that's a lot of power you have to just switch off and harden your heart to what god is saying god is speaking hello you're like switch off mari are you out there that's hardness god is speaking but you switch off but back in the days when you first got said i surrender all you came like that i surrender all all to the my blessed savior i surrender but today i am not surrendering all <laughs> I can only surrender this the rest I keep in my kisha I am not surrendering all it's all right he said even if you sold the land it is still your land even if you get the money it's still your money you don't have to but when you are giving giving clear give clearly when you do it do clear don't say i don't know why i did it no if you are doing it do nicely if you are not doing it don't do it but when you do it make it clear yeah. after that don't let anything try to convince you any other way amen i went to church i went to church i went for wednesday i went for wednesday i got a full wednesday are you understanding what i'm saying here nobody is going to cheat me off my inheritance i am receiving amen, amen. i went because i wanted to I put petrol I travel because I wanted to it's all for Jesus I'm doing it for Jesus hallelujah don't let anything else come and smother the thing up and make the quality cheap praise god amen hallelujah are you getting this why because he said you can say something and it will happen so today when you hear him say I think you should do this just do it do it nicely clarify everything and then say I'm doing this I said it I'm going to do it. I don't doubt it. I'm saying it. I believe it and I'm saying it. I'm doing it. Amen. And just do it. Amen. I try every morning to say this is another day Lord. Ha. Help me to do this day properly. I don't worry about tomorrow. Yesterday is finished. Today. Whatever I'm doing today help me do it paka. For Jesus. Amen. I may not have to consider some things. I may have to consider only what God said. all that stuff amen all right let's go along harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation so it's going back to some day when they gave him a headache in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me verse 9 says proved me and saw my works 40 years 40 years how many of you remember 40 years you know i'm just 53 that's just 13 years more than 40 
So I may have been 13 when I went into the wilderness with them. And now I'm 53. For 40 years, they saw some works, he said. What were those works? Let's hear what was written in the ninth verse. Amen. For 40 years, guess what happened? Every day, some birds used to come and just come near them and fly and say, Catch me, catch me, catch me. And they would just catch them. They come this high from the ground, they would catch them, fry them up. Every day, some things would fall from heaven like flakes and they would take it just in the desert. Every day, one rock would open, gallons and gallons of water would come up. Liters and liters of water would come up. They will bathe, they will swim, they will chill out, they will wash, they will enjoy. Every day, from some rock, hallelujah, every day, the same shoe they will wear. They are 12 years old, they are 20 years old, they are 40 years old. They are wearing the same shoe. They will see the same shoe every day. The same clothes. Every day. For 40 years it was happening. In front of their eyes. 40 years. That's a long time. After 40 years. Of all that. He said. You actually made me suffer. Because while they were doing all that. They were hardening themselves. They were complaining. Let's look at some of the complaints just briefly. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are getting something here? I'm telling you, this God is a simple, simple person. He's too simple. Look at the Psalm 78. Psalm 78. And let's go towards the 40th verse there. Just close to 40. Verse 40 says, How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They remembered not his hand, nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. How he had wrought signs in Egypt and wonders in the field of Zoan. If you read that chapter, you will see at one place they said, Can you actually put food on in this wilderness? They forgot his hand. Amen. You see, it's possible to be seeing everything going on and forget. You remember we read uh, Mark. Let's hear this and then read Mark. Maybe from verse 40 and 42. Amen. They, they forgot. They, they forgot. In other words, you have to keep some things in your memory all the time. You have to keep remembering. That's why I keep talking some things all the time. How I came from Africa. I have to remember, because it was weird. How I came to Bangalore. I have to remember how he brought me like that and brought me up till now. Because you have to remember how you got saved. You have to remember how he provided for you. You have to remember how you got married. You have to remember. You have to remember your first vehicle. You have to remember how you're paying the rent. You know, you have to remember his faithfulness. How he has healed you and blessed you and delivered you. You have to keep remembering again and again. And don't forget. Keep remembering these things. He said they limited the Holy One of Israel. They said, you can't do this. You cannot do beyond this. This is all you can do. 
you can't do that, you can't do it, you can't do that in India, you can't do that, you can do it in Korea, maybe in Nigeria, but you can't do it in India. In India it's not going to happen. They limited the Holy One, because they considered other things. They started letting their mind go here and there. Amen? We're not going to do that. We're going to put our mind on the target, the promise of God, the Word of God, and we're going to collect wherever we are, in this country, here itself. Amen. Amen. In any country that we are, it must work right there. It has to happen there. We are not going to limit the Holy One of Israel. We are not going to limit the Holy One of Israel. We are not going to limit the Holy One of Israel. Not limit Hallelujah. We are not going to limit Him. He said, I want you to remember. It must have really hurt God a lot. Don't you think so? God didn't forget it. We are supposed to forget. <laughs> he didn't forget it. <laughs> he said, I still remember how they did to me. They hardened themselves against me. They limited me. I did not forget it. He said, make sure you don't do the same thing. That means we can do the same thing. Today, if you hear his voice, he said, don't harden your heart. That is, it's possible for me to do it. It's possible for me to forget everything and start complaining. Take us back to Egypt. I miss the leeks. I, I miss the onions. I miss the kebabs, the cucumbers. I miss Egyptian cucumbers. Huh? This Moses, we don't know where he has gone. Build us another calf that our own hands, we can rejoice in our own. He said, "Who for, forget about this God. We want to read in the work of our hands. Make us something with the hands that we can rejoice about. What? After 40 years of daily miracles, every single day, 40 years, God was like, it's too much. It's too much. Then he brings it to us in the New Testament and says, take heed, take heed, be careful that your heart doesn't get hardened by forgetting, by not remembering the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Go, let's go back again to Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Are you getting something here today? Yes. Why are we talking about this? It is a wise thing to talk about. Because if you can have what you say, wow, I think you have arrived. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at verse 17. With whom was he grieved 40 years? With whom was he, was he grieved 40 years? To whom did he swear in verse 18? Then in verse 19, we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. So, hardness of the heart, unbelief. Hardness of the heart, unbelief. They are twins. They go together. If your heart is getting hard, it is very likely that the twin brother... Unbelief is also standing there. Shoot both of them. Forget about them. Bury them nicely. Amen. So let's just read verse 19. Hallelujah. Did you see that? So can you see the twins again at work? So if you start feeling hard about your marriage, hard about your partner, Hard about walking in love towards somebody. Don't forget, unbelief is there also. You are neglecting your pure faith. You have to make adjustments. Otherwise, you will say and say and say and nothing will happen. You just be saying, blah, 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 blah. I said, brother, how long do I have to say? People used to ask me, 
Pastor, how long should I say it? That's up to you. If you clarify these issues, he said you will say and it will be done. It's just done. It will obey you. It will just happen. Are you out there today? Hallelujah. Now, let's go back into Hebrews the third again. Look at verse 12. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Whoa. Evil heart of unbelief. Isn't that interesting? Let's hear that in verse 12. So, what are they? Nori Prudhi. Jeeva Surupanada Devaranu Pittu Hogwa. Aparamikya Ulla. Ketta Rudayu. I used to get bugged about this verse. I used to say, but we are believers. How can I have an evil heart of unbelief? Until I understood that your heart is not just your born again spirit, it's your deep thoughts. Deep, deep thoughts. You only know your deep thoughts when you face problems. Then it will start coming up. Oing, oing, like that one by one. Maybe in the middle of the night. What? It will just come out of it. You'll be shocked. What? Man, I have backslidden or I have gone far away from my original beliefs. I don't believe those things anymore, man. I used to believe all those things. What has happened? Unbelief, hardness, they came together. They snifled, stuffled, smothered, you know, just brought it to nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't that interesting? Take heed. He said, be careful, my brother, my sister. Believers, be careful. Be careful. Verse 13, but exhort, this is the remedy, this is the answer. Exhort one another daily, while it is called today. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Look at that in verse 13. Let's hear that, brother. How many times? Every day. You see that? Exhort one another daily. You know, Sunday, Sunday is not enough. Wednesday is not enough. Daily is what we need. Daily. Daily. Because hardness does not take a break. It comes daily. Unbelief comes daily. You have to deal with it daily. Are you getting this? Amen. So, isn't it a wise choice to just be very merciful, patient, gentle, full of mercy, full of mercy, full of mercy? At least one part is being taken care of and the twin brother is the same guy. He thrives off that. He will also be shot to pieces. Instead of hardness, you're just merciful again. Some more mercy again. Then what about his unbelief twin? He's also shot to pieces. So wisdom will give you length of days, riches and honor. Definitely. Hallelujah. Look at verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. The same beginning confidence that we have. Let's hear it in Canada, please. Amen. Praise God. Did you hear the, the beginning? Yeah. It's alright. No problem. 
ದೃಢವಾಗಿ ಹಿಡಿದುಕೊಳ್ಳುವ ಪಕ್ಷಕ್ಕೆ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನಲ್ಲಿ ಪಾಲುಗಾರರಾಗಿದ್ದೇವೆ Hey man, you remember how you just jumped off? You know, like you married the girl and you just left the house. Call her and go. What kind of confidence is that? Hey, you love me? Come. Erangi vaadi, ende kure ba. You remember those kind of things? <laughs> Some people are like that. Come, if I am the one, come. You trust me? Come. Vaadi ende kure. Dairi vaadi va. Dhamma kupwa. and she would jump on the scooter and go and you go and stay with a little hut somewhere amen and you will be eating you know nonsense <laughs> and just you're not bothered because you know i just love him and oh glory to god and you know all that stuff what happened to the original confidence that which you had when you started out Amen. He said go back to that. The the days when you just began, you loved each other even if you you know I don't care if I you are my Taj Mahal. That's enough. You are the only sugar in my tea. Meanwhile, no money flies. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying here? It doesn't matter. When I lie down on this floor, it has become a super mattress because you are lying next to me. Then later on the mattress is too hard this and that where is the ac all that nonsense go back to those days don't let the hardness in amen don't start just complaining and whining and murmuring don't consider so many things just be excited that that girl is still with you after all these years she's looking better than when you met her He's looking better than when you met him. Hallelujah. Isn't he better now? Isn't she better now? Aren't I looking better? Aren't you looking better? Absolutely. We are looking better. God has done some wonderful things. Hallelujah. We have to go back there and pick it up again. Hallelujah. That's what he's saying. Keep it like that. Keep it clean. Keep it pure just like that. Don't consider so many things. While it is called today, today, today. Deal with it today. Amen. When tomorrow comes, it's another today. Forget about yesterday. Don't worry about the next day. It's right now. Hallelujah. You are partakers of Christ if you hold the beginning steadfast to the end. Hallelujah. Then in 15 he says the same thing today if you hear his voice don't harden your hearts how many times will he say this if he says something twice is serious if you read chapter 4 it just continues same stuff god is saying take care man don't get into this hardness stuff don't get into this unbelief stuff my brethren believers amen it's the war between the ears that war is there's no stop there is no rest there is a war every thought captive there is a war hallelujah there is a war the minute the thought comes to compare with somebody else put it down he says if you compare with someone else you are being a fool amen maybe you look at the rose and say hey rosa poo you look so good 
What are you? Tomato, nothing. But the tomato will make a nice curry. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why should you compare the rose and the tomato? They have the individual place. Are you out there? Let's not do that stuff. Don't compare with somebody else's marriage. Don't compare with somebody else's family. Compare with Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's do it the Jesus way. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't forget these things. We must be able to say something and it happens. What an amazing level that will be. You just say it and it happens. Jesus said, it's because of your unbelief. That's why. Otherwise, like before, it would have happened. He said, you have to fast that unbelief. How do I fast unbelief? By not paying attention to some things. By starving my thoughts of some things. By keeping myself thinking upon certain thoughts. My original confidence. How I originally came to Jesus. How reckless we were. Were we not reckless? Some of us, because of our faith, they cut us off. They kicked us out. No money for you. Get out of the house. Everything, isn't it? We said, I don't care. It doesn't matter. We went out. We didn't bother. Today, it should be the same thing. It should be the same thing. Hallelujah. We're not bothered. Not simply not moved. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. I'm not considering my body. I'm not considering the bank. I'm not considering what anybody is saying. I believe Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Wonderful Jesus. Let's go for a minute into Hebrews 11 also. And observe something there. Hebrews chapter 11. Look at uh, verse 24. By faith Moses when he was come to years. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He said don't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin will try to come and cheat you every day. It will always say, do this. It feels good. Feels good right now. Amen. But you have to choose like Moses chose. Moses started choosing properly after he was 40. Sometimes, I think, personally, I think men, they wake up late. They wake up when they're late. That's what I think. I think women wake up when they're 13 and 14. They immediately know, oh, oh, man. So I'm going to be a mother and I'm going to take care of the family and all that. So that's my life, really. Oh, oh, married and I'm a woman and people are going to do this and do that and say this and say that. But guys are like, when they're 40, oops, what? You mean I'm already married? You mean I already have a wife and children? What? You mean that I actually have to run a job and all that stuff? You mean I cannot just go anywhere I want to and do whatever I want? You mean I have to listen to God and obey God? I think if they're lucky at 40, they really wake up. Now I'm 53. I think I'm pretty awake. And that's why I want to go this way. I don't want to make some mandatarams, some stupid moves anymore. Are you out there? Hallelujah. If you knew that whatever you do every day is going to affect your whole future, don't you think you would adjust every day? 
That the words you say today are going to come to you tomorrow? What? The actions you make today are going to affect your generation? Wow. I better be careful then. Right? He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. He chose. You have to choose. You see, this walking in love and forgiving and forgetting is a suffering. It's not easy. It's suffering. You want to slap the guy, I mean, show him pakka. But you just have to put your hand in your pocket and say, Hallelujah, I bless you. Praise the Lord, brother. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, voices are telling you, what's wrong with you, man? How long will you be an idiot? You're suffering. You choose to suffer. You choose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. It's always a season. You know, I used to tell people some time ago that I see people as skeletons. I just look at you, I just see skeleton. Skeleton, skeleton. <laughs> skeleton eating, skeleton drinking. Do you know that you're just basically skeletons? We're just skeletons. Covered with some skin. That kind of changes everything, doesn't it? There's a skeleton with a bag and a tube and two other bags. You know, just skeleton, basically. Some anatomy, some puppets. And we think we're so great and we're something. I'm so and so. You're just a skeleton with some bags and some skin. You know, just some hair there. After some time you lose that one. Then you become like this and you walk around like this. The same guy who was Mr. Whatever. He's walking like this. Don't go so fast, okay? I can only come little by little. <laughs> I am little bit old now, you know. <laughs> the same guy. Just fast forward a few years. He's not a hero anymore. It's not cool, man. I don't like that. Do you like that? I don't like that. I want to live long, I want to be strong, I want honor, I want to walk properly, I want to live with power. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we have to do these things. That's why we have to do these things. Amen? It's, it should not be like, oh, have you seen that guy? You won't believe he's the same guy. Then you go there and you see, he came out of a Mercedes, he's your same age as you, he has wonderful children, he has money, bank accounts all over the world. Wow. Then you go to another guy, have you seen that guy? He said, you won't believe it. You go there, he's with a walking stick. Hello, Raja, how are you? Like, whoa, what happened to you? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Which one do you want? Choose. Moses chose. After 40 years, he chose. He made some choices. You have to choose. I have to choose. Amen. He chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than the pleasures of sin for a season. And the reason was, he saw the future. Yeah. Yeah. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. What people are not seeing, you must see it. I see reward. I see treasure. More than Egypt. Egypt was the capital of the world. 
Amen? Maybe like Singapore today. Who doesn't want to be, you know, a millionaire in Singapore? Just be in Singapore. Singapore, man, Singapore. Singapore. You have personal citizenship, you have everything. Three, four cars, you know, you're doing very well. He looked at it and he said, Egyptian stuff, I don't want. I see into the future. I see great rewards. People are going to talk about my name. Moses, Moses, Moses. Generations and generations are going to talk about me. He said, I'm going to make that choice. We have to decide. People must not forget your name. Not by you forcing them. <laughs> who am I? No, no. Hey, who am I? No, no, no. By life, by the power of your words, by your family, by the work of your hands, stuff that is happening, people will say, you're the man. Man, we cannot forget you. We cannot forget you. Hallelujah. 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 We have to choose. The choice is wisdom. Making the right choice. You have to look at everything, weigh it properly, and make a choice. Amen? We look like fools, suffering for Jesus, bearing this nonsense because of Jesus. You look like an idiot. Who will do all that, man? Why do you have to do all that? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. And do it nicely. Without hardness of heart, full of mercy, full of good fruits. Just be real. Amen. And I'm telling you in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you your faith will become so simple and so pure. That you will say things and it will just happen. It will just happen like that. And people will be wondering. What? Really? That guy just says it and it happens? Yeah. It's happening. Come and see. It's happening. It's happening man. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. It won't be too long before everybody begins to realize that you have got power in your mouth. That you are just saying things and things are just popping up all over the place. Hallelujah. Because you made some choices. Let's bless the Lord. Let's worship Him. Let's thank Him today. Father, we bless you. Father, we thank you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. 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 Thank you. Thank you for coming back to the basics. Coming back to our first confidence. Our first expectation. Our first faith that we put in you, Lord. To not be hardened. To not be considering certain things anymore. To look around and say, God is on my side. If God is for me, nothing can be against me. If God has said this to me, it is coming to pass. If God has promised, then He is going to do it. I believe God and that settles it. Father, we thank you for that simple, pure faith that's going to rise up from our hearts and through our lips. By the instruction from our heart, our lips will speak and we'll receive the benefit in the name of Jesus. 
that none of us will miss this perfect will of God. None of us will miss. This will not be our problem. This will not be our problem on a daily basis. We will make these adjustments and speak words full of power, full of faith, seeing the fulfillment in the name of Jesus. And our generation will be blessed. And nations will be blessed. And lives will be changed just by hearing the gracious words that proceed out of our mouths. Just the words that came out of our mouths will affect whole nations, whole communities, whole families of the earth. Because it is back to the simple, simple, pure faith in the name of Jesus. We give you praise today for dealing with any hardness in our lives, any unbelief in our hearts. Oh, in Jesus' name, we just make a choice today to let the light of heaven shine in and show us areas where we have been hardened, where things have deposited in our hearts, Father, in the name of Jesus, so that we can drop them off, so that we can have a simple, clear, childlike faith in the name of Jesus. The simplicity of the faith that we have always had in Jesus mighty name. I give you the praise today. I give you the honor today that you are working it out in our lives. Hallelujah. We declare that we are open. We are open before your eyes. The one who has eyes like flames of fire. We open ourselves to you Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We keep no account of any wrong suffered in the name of Jesus. We just decide to walk in love, to love those and bless those who curse us and cheat us and hate us. We release them today. We hold nothing against anyone in the name of Jesus. We declare in Jesus' name, we are doers. We are doers of the word. We are not just hearers. We are doers. We are not deceiving ourselves. We are receiving the benefit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What we have believed is coming to pass. We are fully persuaded that what God promised, He is going to do in our lives. In the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Father God, we are picking up. (coughs) We are picking up from our very basic confidence that we had in you with expectation of great rewards, exceeding great, exceeding great and precious promises. Oh Father, exceeding great and precious promises that you have spoken to our hearts. Father, we are giving you praise and thanks that what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, What you have prepared for us who love you, Lord. We will walk in it. We will live in it. The earth will be amazed. They will stagger. They will stagger at seeing it. And they will say, my God, how did they walk in it? How are they living at that level of life? And we will say, it's simple. Just come to Jesus. Just come to Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. For the remaining part of our lives, we have chosen, Lord. We have chosen to go after you on a daily basis. Not too far, just on a daily basis. To make sure that when we hear your voice, we will not harden our hearts. But we will wrap our faith around that word that you give us. And jettison everything else. And dump everything else. In the name of Jesus. That we will have that great reward. That amazing reward. For he looked forward to the recompense of the reward. Yes, Father. The recompense of the reward. 
We will see the reward. We will see the reward and enjoy the reward in this life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for a church that is receiving across the land in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Shall we just thank Him for a minute and get into the mode of if you want to tithe or give or whatever, just when the basket comes, just put it in there, get excited about Jesus. Father, we want to give it properly. We want to do it right. We want to do it without any regrets. We want to do it as unto the great Holy One of Israel in the name of Jesus, in His eyes, before Him who lives forever. Hallelujah. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. For Your name, for Your glory, for Your praise, from the strength, from the ability of God in our lives, we are giving. Thank You. From the seed You have put in our lives, we are giving. Thank You, thank You, thank You. It will come to good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it will come back into lives, Father. Good ground of the word, good ground of the gospel, good ground. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for marriages, I want to thank you for children, I want to thank you for ministries, I want to thank you for the mighty work in the nations of the world, that these things are affecting nations right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. That our life is not in vain. We have just begun. Part two of our life has just begun. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. With simple clarity. In Jesus mighty name. So many obstructions we have removed. In Jesus name. It will not affect our heart. Our deep thoughts. In Jesus name. We have chosen to love. To bless. To forgive. And go forward. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you so much for coming. I know it's been a long day, long journey and all that, but we're going forward. Hallelujah. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I want you to know that this is the last Wednesday we'll be meeting here. The next Wednesday will be at Syax. The next, uh, this Sunday will be the last Sunday here also. We'll be having it at Syax for some time. Amen. Some reason out here, I don't understand these people, you know, whatever. But thank God we met so far. Amen. So looking forward to seeing you again and again with good reports in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for coming. If you need prayer, welcome to the front. Otherwise, shake a hand and see you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.